Welcome to the Canvas Rebel Podcast, where we believe your story matters. Your viewpoint and your insights matter. In our view, there is far too much coverage of the trends that ivory tower professors and billionaire fund managers are seeing. What's the edge in hearing the billionaire consensus view over and over again? The edge comes from hearing new perspectives and new information, like from the wedding planner who's worked with hundreds of couples during the pandemic and has noticed that new couples are allocating significantly more of their wedding budgets on small details like personalized neon signs, or hearing from an accountant who's seeing how there is a huge uptick in e-commerce clients generating revenue from in-person pop-ups. Those sorts of insights are what Canvas Rebel is all about, and today, Madison is chatting with some of our content partners about trends and lessons learned. Content partners help us in so many ways from sponsoring our mission to spreading the word about the work that we do and collaborating with us on content like this. And so with no further ado, here's Madison with today's panel. Hi everyone, my name is Madison. I am so excited to be back with another episode of our podcast talking all things kindness in our personal and professional lives today. I have three amazingly talented individuals here, and I would love if you could all please introduce yourselves, telling me your name and where you're based and a little bit about your business or what you do, and then we'll get started on the list of questions. (laughs) Awesome. All right, should I get started? (laughs) Yeah, go for it. Okay, so my name is Valerie, and I am a makeup artist in Miami. Um, We have a hair makeup team that caters to big events such as weddings, quinceañeras, and any other special occasions that you need glam services for. <laughs> Wonderful. I'll go next. I yeah, go for it. I am um, in Aurora, Colorado. I have a company called um, The Kindness Network, and we have an active apparel line that promotes um, women's apparel on living a kind life and really around women's empowerment and le- leading with kindness in all aspects of your life. I love that. Amazing. Hi, I'm Kathleen Kastner. I live in San Diego and I am a children's book author of Karma Cats to the Rescue and future Karma Cat series books. I've also taught yoga for 20 years and lead an annual Costa Rica yoga retreat every March. That's amazing. Well, I'm so excited to dive right in. You all have very unique niche markets, but there clearly is a theme here. You're all passionate about kindness and just being a good human being, which is is something I love and I'm excited to talk about more today. Um, my first question, we'll, we'll start with the heavy stuff right off the bat. How did you find your purpose or life calling? Should I go first? <laughs> yeah, by all means. Am I always the starter one? (laughs) Um, So I've always been into art programs and arts and craft. And when I was in high school, a little after that, I got out of high school and I just, you know, decided to go to art, like makeup artistry. And I got certified. And then I just love um, to make, especially women feel great. I think we all grew up with certain insecurities. And when I was old enough to do my makeup, I feel like just enhancing a little bit of that about yourself made you feel better. And it's what I look forward to in every single glam session that I have. Once they look in the mirror and they get to see themselves and they're like, oh my God, I look so beautiful. Thank you so much. It's it's a great feeling. (laughs) I love that. Well said. I think for me with um, finding the Kindness Network, I originally found the kindness network out of exhaustion of not feeling like I was surrounded by kindness. I was in between a transition of 
I got laid off from my corporate job, right? And I was had been there for eight or nine years, was devastated. And then I got home and had some time to really think and look around me. And I was drained from social media, drained from yep. the news. And I was like, I want to create a space where kindness is celebrated. I want people to yeah. come here and and think that they can kind of refill their hope bucket. And so that's where I, the kindness network came from me. It was out of an exhaustion of not feeling like I, I was surrounded by it. Yeah. I, I also come from a previous corporate background now moving into more of a creative space. And I can absolutely attest to that. It's, it's not an easy environment to work in whatsoever. Right. And it's just like, you know, when you get a chance to take a break from that, you realize that you're bombarded with so many different things that are kind of draining and pulling on you. And so wanting to create a space where people can come and kind of fill their whole bucket. And, you know, when you come to the Kindness Network page, you're going to get something that is going to fill your whole bucket, is going to give you something to share with others and inspire you to be kind and it's celebrated. So that's why. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, I was saying earlier, I was inspired to write my children's book called Karma Cats to the Rescue to spread kindness and compassion and friendship with children, with their peers and with other animals. I was inspired to write the book because my two soulmate cats, Julian and Oliver, who were with me for 17 and 20 years, uh, when they passed, I was I was beyond devastated and wanted to turn my grief into something that would inspire me and inspire others. So they were, they showed me nothing but love and kindness for 20 years. So I wanted to spread that message to other children. And I'm also a a shelter volunteer and my cat has, uh, excuse me, my book has a cat shelter um, volunteer theme. Amazing. That's beautiful that you were able to, turn your grief into something that brings joy, not only to you, but to other people as well. I think that's really admirable. Oh, thanks. It's been so fun when parents send me a picture of their little kids holding the book. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is all worth it. Cause it wasn't a straight, it wasn't a straight journey to writing the book. I had a lot of setbacks and almost yeah. uh, quit, but it's a long story, but I'm, I'm glad I persevered. Definitely. Well, how rewarding to have that as, you know, something that you kind of have as, you know, through your journey to share with others to promote kindness and suffering. That's really awesome. Oh, thanks. I'm doing my first school visit tomorrow. And and when we, <laughs> I'm just going to show you the book. <laughs> when we do it, um, I have a, a little karma cat sheet and I'm going to have them draw like their favorite scene in the book and kind of re- reiterate some of the things the karma cats did to help Noah, the abandoned cat, by show you know, showing him kindness and compassion and friendship. I love that. Well, my next question, how do you create meaningful connections through your work? For me, uh, I think that I'm a good listener. Um, That's what I always get from my clients. So I think that as women, we tend to become like our stylists, nail techs and makeup artists. They become everything. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. a lot of women um and i got reminded last time i had a client who she just sat on my chair and she just started telling me her whole entire life story and she said you know i usually when i go do things like this i just stay very quiet i let the girls do their job um but you were just so easy to open up to and that is because you're a healer um so i think that sometimes people like to be heard and listen and um, be validated for their feelings. And I think that I tend to do that sometimes. And I think that that is also a big kind of, um, act of kindness yeah. to allow people to just express themselves without feeling like they're being judged. Mm-hmm. And 
moms, a lot of women who have been divorced, battered women have gone through um, ugly situations. I've had, you know, um, clients who their husband has passed away because they shot them and, you know, just things like that. And just yeah. being able to speak about it without um, somebody who knows them, but kind of just it relates to them or kind of just hears them out. I think that they they love that. And I yeah. feel very um, honored to be that person to some of these women sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I think at the end of the day, people want, it's like three things that stick out to me. Everyone wants to be seen, love, and feel important, mm-hmm. right? So when mm-hmm. you have an opportunity to interact with people, giving them that space, like you said, to connect with them. I mean, I know I have done that to my stylist a number <laughs> of times. I save conversations for when I go see her. Yes. <laughs> talk to her about them and she always knows what to say I swear yeah um, I, th- I think it's for me um it's the active listening piece but it's also for me I'm, I'm always listening to like what people are not seeing based on body language or where mm. people are leaning in more to conversation and just giving them that space to do that and then again not judging right like if you're not there and it's not your best day I really always try to encourage right like yeah. when I'm meeting with someone or pointing out to them something that I see in them that they maybe don't see in themselves. Like, oh, it sounds like you're good at connecting with people. Or I think you did an awesome job when you connect that project and connect the dots, like always trying to do that. And maybe because that's what I'm always looking for myself. But yeah. Trying to make sure that I'm doing what I want. I'm just giving what I want to receive back when, it, when it's looking at kindness. So like really yeah. showing empathy and being an active listener. And it's Absolutely. true. Um, sometimes when you said body language and not um, when somebody's quiet. I think that's important too. I think sometimes yeah. reading people off of their vibes is more important than louder words. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> that is very true. Well, my life has been very different since I was a yoga studio owner for years. And so I was, I was kind of like the mom, you know, and people will come tell you everything <laughs> uh, like you, Valerie, and you're like I'm being an active <laughs> listener. And then now that I've um, completely shifted in the book uh, into children's writing, I literally don't know anybody where I live who's written one. So it's been all online, which is usually mm-hmm. not my thing at all. I, I very yeah. much prefer connecting in person. So, and I'm not like a Facebook group person, but I did join one uh, for children's authors and it's, it's been beyond helpful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have a couple of mentors in different states now who have written 15 children's books who wow. uh, one helps me for free and one I pay. But I'm so grateful because there's nothing better than having somebody who's already done it. But they've been, you know, super kind and and generous with their time while I learn this whole I, I'm 54, so I'm like learning a whole new industry. But it's really yeah. fun. It's inspiring and, and creative. And so so far, that's been my best way to connect. I'm just starting to do in-person visits. So hopefully now I'll have more interaction with children and the teachers. And stuff. Yeah, I love that. It's incredible. My next question, this is, you know, take this however you interpreted it when mm-hmm. I sent it over. I'm curious to see your responses. What does kindness mean to you? Um, I don't think it... For me, it doesn't have like one specific definition. Um, there's different ways to do things um, and to be kind. There's been times where you go, I guess, to on a drive through, um, you go buy something and somebody just has like the wrong attitude that they, and instead of um, returning back that energy, um, I think they keep 
keeping your energy and to keep on, you know, being kind to them and saying, please, and thank you. And, you know, I'm sorry, can I bother you for this? And can I ask you a question? Or, you know, I think that it changes. And I've seen it before where somebody's being rude to me, but I don't return that energy. And I just keep on being myself. And then yeah. and they're done with me. They're like, oh, well, you know, they're, they're like kind, they're, they're better. They're, they're not as aggressive as when I first approached them. I think that's one way, honestly, um, also asking people like, are you okay? I've, I've been around somebody who's with a bad attitude one day and, you know, I just simply stopped to ask them like, are you okay? Are you doing fine? Instead of being like, what the hell is wrong with you? And, yeah. you know, being this and this is why people don't like you. And I feel like they hear that enough, but for me, it's like, are, are you know, it's something, are you okay? Like, do you want to talk about something? Like I'm being serious. I'm not being sarcastic. We all hollered moments. I think that relating to that person instead of putting them down, um, for me, that is a big kind of act, um, act of kindness. I personally, I think that I have a hard time with myself sometimes even, um, you know, controlling my attitude when I'm not feeling my best. Um, right. And I catch myself doing that. So then I tend to catch other people doing the same thing too. And I'm like, you know, let me not be that same way because you can't change what you don't put out. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think kindness is being considerate, generous, and friendly, right? They tell us that. But I think also with kindness is empathy, compassion, Mm -hmm. and love. And I think all Mm -hmm. those things play into what it really means to be kind. I also think, um, uh, like, like she said before, like, in order to be genuinely kind to other people, you have to start with being kind with yourself. So having, being able to be self-aware and like really kind of check yourself in the moment. We all do it. Right? Yeah. Like, you know, when you're kind of returning energy, you know, you know, when those are the days when you're not going to go high, if they're going low, right? Like yep. you're, <laughs> where I need to take this moment and really kind of check myself and bring it back, right? Like, but being able to be self-aware. And I think the beauty of the journey with kindness is that we get to do it each day and kind of choose how we do it, right? And so yeah. being able to say, okay, I know that kindness starts with me. I can't be kind to other people if I'm not kind with myself. How am I speaking to myself? How am I reacting when I am triggered in the moment, right? Oh, yeah. In a way that I can show compassion. I can show love. I can show empathy. I can be considerate. Um, It doesn't happen every day, right? Like, we kind of got to check ourselves, like she said. But then in the days that we do it, the beauty is that we get to choose every day to do it. So Mm -hmm. that's how I define kindness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I think kindness in a nutshell, showing people you care, you know, going out of your way to, to ask somebody how they're doing. And then of course, really listening um, and not talking too much, which I tend to do, you know, <laughs> again, be an active listener. And, and I have to check myself a lot because I've been married for 15 years and I live in a small house with one bathroom. And so I read this quote once about being an angel in your own home and that really struck a chord with me because I will go out and be super nice to strangers and kind of a jerk to my husband. So, and so I have to like, I have to remind myself pretty much every day. (laughs) (laughs) We both have to make conscious effort. Uh, We used to work together. Now we work at home, you know? And so um, I just have to, that he's probably my greatest teacher because I have to really, focus on being just as kind to him, which I'm really not as I am to other people, you know, mm. but I, I do try to go out of my way to, to, you know, and if I, if I see somebody, I can tell 
who's in pain, you know, sometimes you just see people, if you've ever had chronic pain, then you start seeing people who are limping in the grocery store parking lot or, you know, everywhere. So I do try to like go up and ask them if they need anything. Cause sometimes when you're, you're in chronic pain, you're just, you're, well, I don't know. I, I, when I was, I was a little bit embarrassed and you don't like really want to ask people for help, you know? So, yeah. but when someone does, you're like, Oh my God, yes, <laughs> please help me. You know? yeah. <laughs> Take some help. You know? <laughs> so just, you know, asking people, you know, just real friendly. Are you okay? You need anything, you know, and not making it a big deal, but that's just something I try to do. Yeah. I love that. Well, that's actually a great segue into my next question. Um, and this has been something I've asked in quite a few episodes thus far, but I, I love just hearing everyone's unique responses. How do you practice self-care in an industry so heavily devoted to the well-being of other people? Um, for me, I do not interact with Instagram that day. I don't look at pictures. I don't like pictures. I don't check DMs. I tend to call a friend or a cousin. Sometimes I even just spend it by myself. I'll yeah. take my out to the park because I am surrounded by people all the time and I'm yep. constantly have conversations with those people in which I love. But um when I am by myself, I enjoy my solitude and I enjoy my silence mm-hmm. for the most part. I do not know how to just stay in bed and say, Well, today I'm gonna binge watch on Netflix and eat whatever I want and something like that. But um I do for me it's just catering to myself. Maybe I will go to the mall and buy something. Maybe I will catch up on something that I've been needing to do or um, spend it with my dog or go to the beach. I love going to the beach, especially by myself early in the morning. Um, I'll I'll buy like a little great place and get like a fruit platter and just sit there and and just eat. And I'll be there until like three or four hours just by myself. Um, Mm. For me, I think that I just really enjoy being by myself. And there's nothing wrong with that. I I also recharge independently and love my alone time. It's that yes. solitude and silence is so helpful. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I wish I could go to the beach. <laughs> be on a beach right now. Um, I I think for me, I I still um, work during the day full time in a corporate job as as well as running the kindness network, and I also have you know married and I have three kids. And so I'm an introvert at heart as well. And I, my husband always says, you end up in these shops where you have to talk to people. Like you don't like people. And I was like, I do like people. I just get tired from it. I'm an introvert. I need to recharge individually and come back to it. So I would say this is an area I consistently work on. I don't know if I do anything that is consistent that I say I do day to day. So it might be for me, um, it's working out. It's trying to check kind of what I'm eating to manage my energy um, again, trying to do it consistently, right? Like I might do great for like six to seven weeks and then I miss like a day or two and then I kind of have to start all over again on right. thinking about what self-care is for me. But one of the things I absolutely love to do that is really corny, but I still love it is I love Hallmark murder mystery movies. Like I, I already know what's going to happen at the end. It's like nobody's going to get hurt. Like, I just know it's how it's going to go. And I will binge watch those. And it's like my happy place along with listening to audible books and just kind of, I love it. Story. Uh-huh. So those are kind of my self-care. Right on. 
Well, my self-care, my, my biggest daily routine is that I do pray and meditate every morning and every night. And that's like non-negotiable. And that brings me a lot of peace. And then I do live close to the beach also. So just getting out in nature, whether I walk around the neighborhood or go to the beach is I always say nature is a, a wonder drug. It's the best mm-hmm. antidepressant there is. Yes. <laughs> just getting outside. And then for my husband and I, because we do need to get out. I, I love the movies too. I love movie and pizza dates. The movies, <laughs> really, even going into the theater, submerging yourself. Like there's something about it withdraws your senses and you, you just kind of forget about your life for a couple hours. <laughs> so I really, I'm grateful to get be able to go back into the theater, even if it's only once every couple months. Yeah, I love you that. You guys are making me feel like I live in the wrong states. I have snow today. Uh, uh, <laughs> no. You got the mountains. <laughs> well, my last question before we wrap up, I would love to know if there was one piece of advice you could give to your younger self, what would that be? For me, it would be to start earlier. Um, I think that it took me a while to get focused in my career, even though I always knew what I wanted to do. And as soon as I left high school, I went to um, a beauty, a makeup school. It was just makeup school in Cora Gables here in Miami, Florida. And But I didn't take it serious until I was maybe like 28. Mm-hmm. Until that time, yeah, I was just, you know, um, working nine to fives. And I had a big social life at that time where we would go out a lot with friends and, you know, Miami can be a big, big, big party town and where if you do not know how to control yourself, if you don't have boundaries for yourself, it can go either way, right? And I think that it took me a while to create that boundary with myself in my career until I finally looked at myself one day and say, okay, like we need to get it together because we need to start a business. We need to get it going with your life and your career. And so I think that would be it. But then you know, I also have a lot of faith in God and I believe that everything is it's in his timing. Mm-hmm. And I think that if I would have done what I would have done back then, what I'm doing now, I would have not probably been as appreciative or, you know, I just, mm-hmm. I just cannot, I cannot live in the past, but yeah. I used to beat myself for that. And mm-hmm. I have learned to overcome that part of that. It was a big frustration for me. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can certainly relate to that frustration and beating yourself up for, you know, personally, for not Uh being in a certain place at a certain time. And Uh really having that faith that, you know, your steps really are ordered and things are happening in the time that they're supposed to happen with God. Uh I think Uh for me, it would it would be give yourself grace. Uh Um, Nobody is perfect. Like nothing is perfect in this world. Right. Like give yourself grace and, and, and time to really and be okay when you don't know the answer. And yeah. look for the resources and the things around you. Um, and there's no shame in that. So that would be for me, just giving yourself grace. Amazing. That's very true. Yeah, that's beautiful. I would probably go back and tell myself to to believe in myself. I didn't come from a family where the women worked. So even though, you know, I went to college, nobody ever was like, oh, what do you want to be? You know, <laughs> dream big. There was yeah. none of that going on. Wow. I can thank all the, you know, wonderful women who are big in life that motivated me because I just never had that kind of environment. So, um, and to not be such a people pleaser, you know, that mm-hmm. was like that's a good one. I mean, huh? that is a real, I don't know, it's an epidemic, I think, with women. And to, um, you know, I look back and think of all these people I've poured so much time and energy into 
when I had my yoga studio business, you know, and, and I, I'm, you know, I'm glad I did, but at the same time, I shouldn't have maybe taken it so serious because people move on, you know, <laughs> life right. moves on and, and I moved on, they move on. And, you know, I look back and think, wow, you know, I didn't have children. Should I, have, should, should I have children? You know, I didn't think I could handle it all at the time, you know? So yeah. I just think, you know, really, listening to your soul obviously praying for me praying for god's will and and just being fearless and keep moving forward yeah well said amazing well thank you all so much for your time today this was so eye-opening and, and just a really great way to connect i'm excited to see what this year has in store for each of you yes thank you for the opportunity this is yes. so much fun yeah thank you so much